Oh my. Oh goodness. Is this is this happening again? <laughs> Let's go West Coast, check those best flows. Beating down your door, now you're peeping at this war. Defeating you was nothing, we're seething for some more. Reaching to your core and deplete a little whore. No skill, no style, nothing special. LA Leon, my stuff celestial. Damn, 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 my flow is vicious. Shorty, I'm spotty, oldie, dope, delicious. Coastal business, no forgiveness. For those foes who expose the sickness, know the difference. This set is strong. You're a poo, now how's the Pima pet along? Dookie change, you got dookie flows. You hype be stand, little creepy hoes. When I check in, I expel them from the soul. Public execution, hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. Hip hop back, I declare it. Mother soul flow, my hype and snare it. ZG, new jack, got the crew black. 80 style beats, it's your mother's new crack. And every time we drop, we change the game. Innovative grooves, I claim to fame. Ice cold fire, multi elemental flow. I'm dope every season, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, yeah, welcome to the show. No, it's not the show, it's the motherfucking show. Welcome to the show. Oh yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. Z H O, it's the motherfucking show. Welcome. <laughs> Yo, what up to my people out there, my avid listeners? I appreciate you for tuning in once again to Life in Zero Gravity, the only Joe in space. <laughs> that is that's how that's my story and I'm sticking to it, alright? <laughs> so, um Do we this show is unique. This is a unique episode. Episode. This show is a unique episode, I should say. Sorry, I should say <laughs> Alright, I, I need to stop. Anyway, it's unique because this is really the first time that I have been interviewed on life in zero gravity so it's something a little different for y'all i hope you enjoy it um i really think airbender did a great job and i give her credit claps all around for airbender and i am actually using different technology today i'm using a lapel mic which i'm not wearing on my lapel But I'm using it nonetheless. It's very sensitive, so that's why I'm not wearing it on my lapel, because I realized I was peaking, mostly because of my very strong, very masculine voice. It was just tearing into the lapel mic, and it it was not good audio. But, that being said... This is this is fun, man. This is going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to y'all hearing what we got in store. Um, it was a interesting weekend, you know. Um, I realize that, you know, I, it, it, this weekend was a reminder of why you should 
like be more mindful <laughs> of like saying no when you don't want to do something because people will take advantage. I feel like I was taken advantage of to an extent this weekend. So essentially what happened is um I was with I I have a friend who's a musician. We we hang out and stuff. Uh and what happened on Friday night? Was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. Is I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm free. You want to hang out cuz she's in town until March, right?" I was like, "Okay. Yeah, let's hang out. Let's like let's do something." Um so we agreed to it. We agreed to meet up. Uh which it which really is me driving to her cuz she doesn't have transportation here. So we're going to meet up, we're going to hang out. And uh we had an issue last time where like she flew out and she had me pay for the trip and everything and I was like and then she proceeded to spend the entire time with her family, which like I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> But it's like, if you are trying to have somebody else pay for your trip, it's kind of fucked up to spend the entire time with someone else. I know it's family, I get all that, but that wasn't like what I had in mind. And I'm like, well, if that was the case, your family should have just paid for your trip, you know? It was a cheap flight, so it's like... And honestly, I think karma kind of caught up to her in the end, because she ended up... So basically, it was kind of poetic justice. She ended up lagging because her family didn't want her to go and so she ended up missing her flight and ended up costing herself a lot more money because she she's a model she had a photo shoot that day and if she ever hears this this is way too specific of a story (laughs) so like she's gonna know but honestly like she knows how i feel i kept it real with her she might not like me putting it on the show but i think it provides entertainment and insight and that's kind of like our bread and butter on life at zero gravity. So essentially, like I, um, she missed her flight and she ended up having to pay a lot of money. Not a lot, but she ended up paying money that she wouldn't have had to pay if she would have put her foot down. Because that was part of the issue. I kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt with the family thing. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not. I would never let somebody fly me out and then like spend time with other people most of the time (laughs) i think that's kind of fucked you know and it might just be my perspective but i think it's kind of fucked i don't think it's like i don't think it's really right to do that you know honestly so i uh she knows how i feel i told her about all that so this so she's out here again and we hang we we meet up to hang out or which i mean i come to her to hang out and so we are we're hanging out for a few minutes and as soon as i get there she's like oh hey can we go pick up something for my stepmom so it's like okay there's always like an angle it seems like like we're always like picking up something for her family or something it's like it's like there's just always like some chore that I have to go on, you know, whether it's like picking up alcohol or whatever, just some type of thing. (laughs) She's a nice girl overall, but she is like kind of a user, I would say, you know, and it's unfortunate. So we get there and then she says that she has a musician friend who's doing some event tonight. And she asks if, like we can go which means she wants me to take her 
So she, I'm like, okay, you know, like I could take you, I guess that's fine. So we, and it's all the way in Bel Air, which is about an hour from where we're at. So I'm like, okay, I guess I can take her. She agreed to like, she offered to give me gas money and all that. I wasn't too worried about that because people say that all the time and then they never really give you gas money. To her credit, she actually did. She cashed out me some gas money and then, but so, um, I get to her around like, it was like around eight something at night, right? We go and pick up this food for her stepmom, which is kind of ridiculous to be honest that we, that, that was like a thing. And, and, uh, so I get back to their place and I've never been inside their place, (laughs) the stepmom and like her dad's place. I've never been inside this place, never been offered to go inside this place, inside their apartment. So she says she's going to go change. It'll be 15 minutes. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting over an hour for this girl to get ready to go to a place that she sprung on me at the last minute, right? And I'm like, this is kind of fucked up. (laughs) Honestly, like, it's fucked up to keep somebody waiting after you said that. So I finally reached out and was like, hey, are you still trying to go to this thing? And it it doesn't seem like it... So, no, let me... Actually, let me just finish the thought. (laughs) Then we can get into all that. So, it doesn't seem like a real music event right (laughs) so what you know i end up i wait for she she does come down after that she magically is done getting ready and she comes down and so we're driving there and i'm trying to get the address from her but she's just like she puts it into her navigation i wanted to just navigate with my car because my car has navigation but like she's not really doing it in an effective way so I'm like alright we'll never get on your phone so once we get like probably about 20 minutes away somebody calls her and I'm trying to ask her the directions while she's on the phone cause like this is the I don't have the address like I'm kind of relying on her to navigate and so we end up passing it and it ends up extending the trip by like an, by like at least a half hour right and by this point we had left at like I think 11.30 so she kept me waiting actually I think like an hour and a half in the fucking car just waiting for her to get ready (laughs) and so I thought that I was going to be part of this music thing but I slowly realized like oh I'm not even supposed to be at this she's literally just asking for she was just asking for a ride this whole time and then after you know (laughs) so she's been very flirty and stuff like that and I and I never really like I'm the type of person like I like if you're flirting with me I'm thinking you're considering some type of like romantic future whatever right like that's just because I don't flirt unless I'm like actually interested in someone so it kind of is like one of those things where it's like I may not be interested in you but if you're flirting with me I don't want to hurt your feelings so I'll at least consider it so it's like I'm considering her feelings don't want to hurt her feelings turns out it's all just like i don't know kind of a game like i know there's attraction there and all that but i don't know what her deal is i don't know what the what what's going on because it's like she clearly is interested but something to it i don't know i honestly to be perfectly honest with you i've i haven't really considered her 
as a romantic partner because I think she is extremely unexperienced. She's had like one like real boyfriend in her life and that's always a big red flag to me when a girl's only had like one boyfriend because I don't think that they have like the romantic experience to even know what they want and that's the type of scenario you get in where somebody just ends up wasting your time so I've never really considered this with her but at the same time it's like if you are trying to have me fly you out if you're trying to like get a hotel with me and all this type of stuff I'm thinking that there's some type of interest so it's just kind of weird to fucking like do all that and then kind of like act like you just see somebody as a friend but you're still attracted to it's just a weird you know it's a weird thing so it it, it, I, i was fine with it you know like i i honestly see her almost as like she's still childlike in a way you know so i never really took that seriously as like a romantic thing but at the same time it's like you're a nice you're a nice person we get along well we have chemistry and i'll admit there is like mutual attraction so it's like if you are expressing interest in me i'm going to try to hear you out and i'm the type of person that's like gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and maybe consider that but at this point i've already like long since decided that like i don't think that like she is ready to take on like a real man like i think she's still kind of and she would never admit that and she doesn't even know it but i think subconsciously she is not ready for a real man like somebody that really knows what they want and treats you right because that's a that's a real fucking thing i firmly believe that like men and women both (laughs) have to develop a level of emotional intelligence to where they can actually have a good relationship and i don't think she's there yet to be honest with you and i don't want to waste my time i'm at a point in my life where it's like i'm not gonna fucking try to convince you that I'm worth your time. And luckily, you know, I have met somebody who is very expressive and very good at communicating. Hint, hint. So I, you know, hadn't really, uh, I don't really see that level of communication with other people at the current time. (laughs) So like, I I can you know it's like I, I'm at a point where it's like I've always had options but I narrow it down and I can I'm better at like determining what good options are or not and it's easy when you're talking to someone who's a model and is is nice to you and I have mentioned her before she's always been very complimentary she's like did you ever have braces your teeth are like perfect like oh this this and this you have like all this like all these great features and all this shit and it's like for somebody that is a model and works around very attractive people who are very symmetrical for them to be so complimentary of you it's easy to take that (laughs) as like a higher compliment than usual you know because it's like wow if i stand out to you among like all the like people who literally get paid for their looks that are around you then that is a compliment but i digress so I end up taking her there and she gets on this phone call and we end up missing the exit and like fucking everything up. She, t- she, and she told me the number of the exit. So I'm looking for it. And I know she had to be wrong. It was like 57 a, and like there was, we were at the time she told me that it, it was at like four a, it was at four a and it was going down. 
So I'm like, unless this shit restarts, like, at 57, there's no way. But, again, this is somebody who doesn't fully value me as a person. And I recognize that. And, like, it's somebody that is perfectly fine, like, using somebody to get what they want, but isn't really, like... She's not really willing to actually, like, consider somebody's feelings like that, you know? I remember the last time she came, after that whole thing, she said, I'm so sorry if I hurt your feelings. And it's like, it's not that you hurt my feelings. It's like that you're trying to, like... You don't have somebody fly you out and then, like, not fucking hang out with them very much. Like, that's just... That's, like, textbook, like... <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I felt some type of way dropping this girl off in Bel Air. By the end of the trip, I, I was like, I just want this to fucking end. Like, I... I was contemplating, like, hey, at the end, just being like, have a good life, man. Like, I don't want to fucking talk to you anymore, you know, because I'm just like, it's fucked. I, the more I thought about it as I'm driving, and it's like almost one in the fucking morning, and she's, you know, we're driving to some place that she sprung on me at the last second. Like, instead of, you, you see, what, like, I'm not stupid. I could see it's like, oh, yeah, let's hang out. Oh, by the way, I do have this music thing that's like an hour away. Do you want to go to that? Like, it's it's like it's manipulative, and it's like she knows I do music, and like she knows that I would be interested in something like that. Oh, I'm just gonna keep you waiting for like an hour and a half in your car while I get ready for my event that I want to go to. Which it wasn't an event. She went to some dude's house, and I guess they worked on some music together. <laughs> Like, it wasn't really, like, this, like, what she made it sound like, oh, he's doing an event tonight. Yeah, he's doing an event? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, I, it's It was just, like, one of those things. It's, like, the instance, like, 4,000 in my life of, like, don't fucking, like, agree to some shit that you that i i kind of like felt some type of way about it going in i was like ah but i was trying to be a good friend and like i really shouldn't have done that because honestly it says a lot about my self-worth like it it gives somebody the wrong impression of like that i don't value myself enough not to allow them to do that you know and i don't i to be perfectly honest like as somebody who I I would consider myself to be emotionally intelligent, emotionally involved, I don't actually think that she was trying to be a fucked up person. But I don't think she was totally innocent in it. And it's easy to get swept up in that when it's like you're talking to someone that has so little dating experience and so little uh, experience like exchanging emotions with people. It's easy to think like, oh, this person's innocent. They don't know any better. But it's like, ah, certain things where it's like, would you want somebody to say, hey, let's hang out. And then at the last second be like, can you drive me an hour out of the way and drop me off? That's not really hanging out. And then like she's on the phone for most of the car ride. So it's like we're not really even interacting. 
You're literally just using me to for a ride. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I felt some type of way about that. And then Saturday, I went to a wedding with a girl. She invited me at the last second. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. It's nice to be invited to a wedding by someone. It's a nice favor. And to be fair, like... It wasn't a horrible experience. It was awkward to be... <laughs> I don't know the girl that well. And I think she just didn't want to go alone. <laughs> I don't know her that well. I think she just didn't want to go alone. So we ended up like... I ended up uh, going with her. And I don't know anyone. I don't know her that well. So it's just like I'm a total stranger at this wedding. And it's like... <laughs> it's like one of the most important nights of all of these people's lives and I'm just like some random dude that nobody knows I mean I know that happens a lot but I haven't been in that position before so it was interesting <laughs> and it's like I wanted to I was in the I, I was open to dancing and I'm a good dancer but they were playing like all these techno versions of songs and it just made it didn't make me want to dance it's like no, I want to hear the original Earth, Wind, and Fire September. I don't want to hear the version of that. Like, it's not better to me, you know? And it throws me off to be thinking of the other song and you're playing that. Do you remember? The 21st night of September. It's just like, I don't know, it doesn't really, like, there's only so many dances you could do to oops, 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 oops. <laughs> I just think of, like, Party Boy on Jackass, you know? That's what it reminds me of. And it's like, I just wasn't really feeling that fucking, like, techno vibe. Like, the first few songs were, like, the original versions, and then immediately after that it was, like, an hour of techno with the same drum beat. And it was going to continue for another hour before we left. But I do want to say I thank her for inviting me. It was a nice gesture. And um, it was free food, you know. She said she was going to drive, but I ended up driving. So I felt a little used there. But whatever. <laughs> it's like I got to drive to this wedding. Like, that was like... It was a lot of driving. So I've never been to a wedding where they held the... They held the wedding in one place. And then they held the reception, like an hour and a half away that was pretty wild to me like you might as well held it at the same place you know or somewhere at least closer than that you didn't have to like I've never seen that before usually it's like it's either all in the same place or it's places that are close together it's not like this major distance thing <laughs> so I thought that was interesting but it was a beautiful chapel you know, and uh, the wedding was at a nice venue. It was good food. So I can't really complain. I was dressed immaculately, as always. But it was, a, you could you check it out on my Instagram at Life in Zero Gravity. That's the number zero to you squares out there. <laughs> you could check it out. You'll see. What what I I don't wear suits very often, at least not right now. 
I think that's probably going to be something that happens more and more later. It's kind of funny because the job I had in my early 20s, I wore suits, but I haven't really worn many suits since then. Not the most comfortable attire, you know? Like, it looks nice, but it's not really that comfortable for anyone, I don't think. <laughs> it's sort of like an awkward fit every time. <laughs> Even though it's, like, tailored and all that, it's like... If you feel like you can't do anything in the, Like, I can't perform any athletic, like, motions in this. It's sort of a weird thing to even wear to dance, right? But, hey. <laughs> I know this all sounds like a rant, but I'm trying to derive, like, some entertainment from it, because it was, it was quite a weekend, honestly. But, uh... I, shout out to Eric Bender again, and... I'm going to end this intro and go into our interview. Thank you for listening to Life in Zero Gravity. Twitter space. I will be interviewing a special guest, but before I get into that, I just want to thank each and every one of my followers because hosting a Twitter space literally wouldn't be possible without you. You need a minimum of a thousand followers to begin hosting one. So thank you very much for your follow. Hi, I see I have someone joining in. I'll be going a little bit into the guest uh, guest introduction and topic in a few. I just want to ensure that my settings are set correctly so that when I uh, invite my co-host or I, when I invite my guest that um that he'll be able to speak. Okay, so yep, my settings are set correctly. All right, let's get this started, or I should say, let's continue. I'm going to invite my speaker now, my guest. Let's see, invite speakers. Life in zero gravity. Life in zero gravity, there he is. All right, so I invited him. <laughs> And we'll just wait for him to get on. I don't want to uh, start my introduction before he gets on because I'm introducing him. And I want him to hear my introduction before um, or while he's on, of course. And uh, Richer, I, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Thank you for joining. So I'll be doing the introduction of Zero Grav in a bit as soon as he gets on. And uh, then we'll continue with my first space. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let me make sure that everything is going well on his side because I did send him the invite already. 
well, how are you? I'll, I'll chat a little bit with you, uh, Richard. How are you doing? Let me make sure that you can chat. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to let you speak now. <laughs> let's see. Yes, he joined. <laughs> All right, I'll be doing his intro in a little bit. <laughs> Here we Oh, did I? See, this is my first time using Twitter space. I want to make sure that um, I get the technical stuff out of the way. All right. So, yes, today's special guest is international musician Zero Grav. He is an independent artist, rapper, singer, songwriter, producer, engineer. I try to get all the things in there based in LA. He'll be performing live at Smokefest LA this Saturday, February 12th. And I must say that places like the USA, you guys are so blessed because you can still have events in person, events like concerts and stuff where, you know, in Belize, where I'm from, where I'm based, like we can't have any of those. Like we haven't had a concert in like two freaking years. So count your blessings, guys. If you, if you can still have those things and experience those things, you are blessed. So welcome, Zero Gram. Thank you so much for being willing to be my first guest here on Twitter Space. You should be able to unmute yourself now to speak. So yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Yes, I just unmuted myself. Thank you for the lovely introduction. <laughs> you are most welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's it's great to talk to you as always. <laughs> thank you. You too. <laughs> Can you share more details about the event? Like where what exactly is it about? Like the exact location, the time. Let's just cover those basic details first. Okay, yeah. So it's um, it's gonna be like from well, we'll see how it runs. Cause but the scheduled time is like nine p.m. to midnight. So we'll see how I I could see it possibly going longer than that. I doubt it would go shorter than that. Yeah. But yeah, so I could see it going longer though. But so nine p.m. to midnight. Um, it's one of the things that's kind of cool is like, well, you know, there's. Uh, what percentage of people do you think are like vaccinated? Would you say? Oh my God, in the US? <laughs> or, or, yeah, or just in general, you know? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know. Let me see. Mm, <laughs> maybe like, maybe like sixty percent. I don't know. That's just like some random number. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. For from what I've seen recently, and I don't know, I actually haven't checked in a little bit. I think it's like pretty 50-50, like half people are, half people aren't. So uh -huh. like, what's kind of cool is like since this is like an independent show and all that, like we uh we didn't have to require any of that, which is kind of cool. So the only thing is like people just have to wear masks. But I think that that kind of makes sense, honestly. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's not bad. You know, at least you can still have the event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, <laughs> like lately out here, it's like you either have to be vaccinated or you have to have a negative test within like 72 hours. So luckily we don't have to deal with that, you know? Yeah. Cool. That's, 
that's good yeah cool all right and like the exact like i know it's like in la do you guys like have like a specific location in case you know oh yeah want to give those details yeah so it's this it's a location called skip town playhouse and it's actually a place that has like they have like plays there and stuff like they do have concerts there but it's like a theater so it's it's a pretty interesting place for a show because <laughs> it looks like a yeah. it looks like a theater inside, like either like a kind of like a movie theater, but more like a play theater, which is cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool, and and this is like a like a like a strictly hip hop event type of concert with independent artists. Like, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So it's like a yeah, it's it's a it's as far as I know. I mean, I haven't seen all the other artists on there, but I'm pretty sure. Like from what I've seen, it is like hip hop. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I am a fan of hip hop. I love hip hop. Love rap. And um, your performance at this event, Smokefest LA, it's like your first performance for this year, right? Yeah, first for this year for sure. Yeah, so that. So that's. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say so that would be interesting. You know, like I performed a lot in like 2019, and then I really haven't performed much since then. I don't think most indie artists have, honestly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's this is kind of a big deal because, like, what you would say, like, it's been like two years. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably pretty close to that, honestly. Yeah whoa yeah so it's been a while um i feel for some reason i feel like i've done some type of performance in that time but i might be wrong <laughs> it feels like i have i was doing one like every week for like a, a a while honestly so i'm just trying to think of like i don't know but either way it has been a while <laughs> wow one every week sheesh that sounds like a lot <laughs> like a lot to prepare for yeah well you know some of it was just smaller stuff just like you know little like open mics here and there but like it was fun i mean it's it's a good time so it, i think i'm sure this will be fun yeah cool all right so in previous conversations if i remember correctly you mentioned that like for this upcoming show, you'll focus on performing songs from your latest album, which is Chamber Zero. Is that correct? Yeah, most, you know, like, I would say more that than other projects, but I do want to do other projects, too, just because, like, some of my most popular songs are from other projects. So I'm like, well, I should. <laughs> and some of the ones I think would be the funnest to perform. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, I'm kind of like, and then like I, if I, I have a friend coming who I'm working on a project with and I kind of want to perform one of our songs because that would be cool, you know, so, but. Okay. Yeah, but in general, I think it'll, it'll definitely be more Chamber Zero songs than songs from other projects. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know that I love that album so much. Um, and you've, I've heard that you've been receiving pretty good feedback from that album, right? From your listeners. Oh, yeah. It's been great. And thank you. I'm really glad that you like it. You know, like that's, it's great because, you know, like you never know if like somebody's going to like the your projects or not. So it's cool. Like, I'm really glad that uh, you enjoy it. <laughs> and as you know, because I've told you this, but it's for our listener and anyone else who's going to listen to this because it's being recorded and I'll share it afterwards. 
So you know that I've been listening to your album on repeat, like on my long drives and weekends. And like I created TikTok videos, to all 11 songs in the album. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> last but not least, uh, a line from your song, uh, Ain't Got a Thing to Lose which is what ultimately inspired my latest brand name, which is right here on Twitter space, New Dimensions. So um, it's pretty clear that at this point, I would say I'm more than a fan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an air conditioner at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad you like it. It's kind of cool to inspire that type of stuff, you know. So that's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. And all the videos you did were great. So if you haven't seen her videos, you should definitely check them out. And not just those videos, but all of her videos in general. You should definitely check them out. Thank you. And so because I, you know, I really like. Um, what you've created with this album I am and as a creator myself I'm very curious to know if there were any particular inspirations or themes behind the creation of your album regarding like your lyrics the beats the music and such yeah so like so yeah there's a lot that went into th so I would say like if you if you're thinking of like main influences for this album like what it reminds me of and what which of my influences I think show up I would say that well for one I think uh like hieroglyphics definitely like shows up in there cuz like the song uh knock them out the park uh -huh. Oh yeah, that so that song specifically, like I used uh, their chorus from. They have a song called "Batting Practice," so I took that chorus, uh -huh. which says like the same thing as you know, where it's like, it's like this, y'all. It's like that, like they do that on there. So it's a, kind of like a throwback to old school hip hop. But then, ha do you have you heard of Slick Rick? Do you know Slick Rick? The he's like a old school rapper. I'm not sure. He has a oh he has an eye patch. That's probably one of his most recognizable things. Old school rapper with an eye patch. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I like he has a song where he's talking to where like uh it, I think it's children's story where like on the chorus it, he it says uh knock him out the box Rick knock him out the box. So I took like those two things and combined them to make like that chorus. You know, so it's like a. Because I thought it sounded old school, so it's like kind of a tribute to old school hip hop, you know. That yeah, on that thing. Go ahead. You know what were you gonna say? Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say that's really cool because I mean, as we know today, I think like most like, mainstream hip hop and like rap is very different from like what it was before, <laughs> and yeah. to to kind of bring that out, it's it's really refreshing you know, amongst like what's produced today. So kudos to you on that for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it was, you know, it's cool. Like, I think we, one thing that I think is cool is like we managed to, uh, like it, it has an old school and no, new school sound at the same time. So that's, that's pretty cool. Like to be able to actually pull something like that off. Yeah, I was actually that was one of the like the questions that I had in mind, like if you can describe like the style of rap that's on this album and if it's uh, quite different from maybe like what you produced in the past or like versus what's uh, produced in, you know, mainstream 
mainstream hip hop or rap today, but you kind of already answered that by saying that you have like a bit of like what we have now and old school hip hop. Yeah, and like, well, for the influences, like, I think, I think this definitely is like, so. One of the main ones that I hear on it is like Anderson Park on like a song like "Things Ain't Got a Thing to Lose." That's definitely like um, it sounds like something from that his album Malibu. So, <laughs> like the instrumental and everything, you know, and back in time kind of sounds like that too. Like the, and I would say like Outcast is something you could definitely hear as like influence for this, you know, gor- gorillas. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so th- that's kind of where I think it lands, which I guess all of those have something in common. They're kind of like experimental, alternative, like, and really like a lot of different genres going on at the same time. So I think that's kind of where this was. Yes, I totally agree with you because like I I wanted to get, I wanted to know more about that process because I'm like the amount of variety that you have like musically on this album is pretty like mind-blowing to me honestly like if I could just quickly go through like what some of the songs kind of remind me of then like I mean I don't know if you'll agree but my experience of the album for example with like Welcome to the Chamber like to me I feel like that has like kind of like a grimy energy to it and like when I heard BBQ I felt like like that's a cool song to like do a break dance routine to um, so like more old school to me. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, rock to the beat. I felt. I mean, all of all of your like raps are pretty witty, but for me that one stood out a bit. And for some reason, like that one <laughs> gave me like a Snoop Dogg vibe to it. Like it reminded me of Drop It Like It's Hot for some reason. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um let me see i felt like bombs away had like like sort of like a jazz sound to it um and let me see ain't got a thing to lose like part of it sounded like a bit of rock alternative and then like as you go down the album like it reminded me of a little bit of a mix of like rap and r&b and then of course the end with the gospel one with it's looking up so it's just like whoa like how did you and Chamberlain put this together musically like did he create the beats first or you had raps in mind and then like how did it work oh yeah so he created the beats and like um I wrote to them you know and it's kind of, what's what's interesting is like he sent me he sent me a lot of these beats like a long time ago. And for some reason, they just weren't connecting with me at first. Like, I was just like, I don't know what I would talk about on there. And then like 2020 hit and I was ready to try to write to those beats because I want to say he sent them in like 2019, maybe even 2018. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, and then 2020 hit and um, I was just in... I was so depressed in 2020 and I was like, I really don't want to make like a depressing album. So... I just kind of worked through it. And then once I was able to work through it, like I wouldn't say that this album is depressing at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's not. <laughs> so I'm glad that it worked out that way because I didn't want to make like a depressing like album, you know? 
Yeah, it's really not depressing at all. I mean, I would not be listening to depressing music on my long drives home, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hype, but also like mellow enough to like not make me get into a freaking accident while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of like neo soul on there. Like, yeah, I would say especially like the second half of the album really kind of goes in like more neo soul. You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, the first half is is more hype, I would say. You know, definitely. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, that's basically the that was basically the process of it. And actually, um, we made we had one song together in 2018. Like, I used one of his beats in 2018. Uh-huh. And it's called Vista. And and like I remember using it, and I was like, oh, okay, like this actually really worked well. Like I guess we do have like good chemistry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because at first I was like, oh, I don't know, because like I like some of his beats were kind of more generic to me, and it wasn't like I was more experimental, you know. So I yeah. was like, not that they were bad, but like even you know like a song like knock them at the park it's actually a fairly simple beat but it's like when you um and i think he would agree with that but it's like i just tried to add a lot of like creativity and energy to it you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i really like that song too like i just i don't know it just gets me going <laughs> thank, thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, go and ahead I was going to say, like, I came up with all the concepts for the songs pretty much. So, like, that song, it was my idea to turn it into, like, a baseball thing. And, like, because before it was just the beat. And it was my idea to, like, I said, like, oh, you know, this, this, uh, you used, like, an organ on this beat. And then I, so it kind of reminded me of baseball. So I wrote a whole song with, like, a bunch of baseball metaphors and stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I was, like you know what we should like have like how they hype people up at the game we should play like that because that's what they do at baseball games they play that's really what it would sound like at the beginning actually he got that clip from he got the clips from like some games (laughs) yeah i saw that yeah so that was my idea to like you know turn it into that and like add the clips and stuff okay cool that's really really cool um and since you mentioned for this upcoming performance on Saturday that you will include some like songs from your other albums, can you are those uh, similar in any way to what you created in the Chamber Zero project, or are those like very different? Like, can you give us some insight? Well, for one, I would say that I feel like I'm always changing it up, but like. <laughs> One thing I would say, I would say that they would fit because when you we do a performance, it's like I want it to flow well. So it would be stuff that would fit there. Like I'm even considering doing that song from 2018. That's it's called Vista. Mm-hmm. It's from my Zummer EP. And I'm considering doing that song because it's something from a past one. I would probably I'm there's like <laughs> so part of me is like maybe I should let people be surprised, but then also I'm like I, I think that people would want to hear a song I have called Lingo. So I feel like I would do that song. And that song would just be fun to perform. Like I've performed it before and it's it's pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now, we cannot talk about rap without addressing lyrics. <laughs> and I know <laughs> that you're very proud of like writing your own lyrics and 
like that's a special skill and like not every artist or every rapper necessarily has that skill or have honed it to the ability that you have um and i feel like with uh rap it's very typical for rappers to like brag about their rapping skills um yes. <clears throat> your bedroom skills which you know is included in your album uh as a female <laughs> yes i heard the lines yes they caught my attention <laughs> however <laughs> I also appreciated that your raps on, on this album also covered like other serious topics or like hinted at them, which included like racism, hate, um, the oppression, division, all these other things, like even like the wealth gap. And like, I wanted to know like how important it is to you that your raps have a meaningful message and don't, and don't just have like a cool beat. Yeah, that's a that's actually a good um, question. So, I would say when I started out my career, all my songs had like a message, mm -hmm. <laughs> like they all were like very introspective. And then over time, I was like, "Well, this is great, but it's not." You know, like you have to have some balance in that. So, like I would, I would write stuff that was more fun too. And I guess kind of my rule is like, if I'm not, if my song doesn't have like a a really powerful message then it has to at least be written really well and clever and like <laughs> just high level stuff so like it there's still value to it you know it's so it's not just like yeah like it might be a song just where it's like bragging or something but it's done in a way where it's like it's clever and it makes you think and stuff like that so I would say it is important and to be honest with you that was that's probably one of the only things with this album where I feel like maybe I could have said a little bit more, but then at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's good to um, have albums like that where you can just listen to it. And it's not just like, you know, like trying to beat you over the head with a message. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like I'm literally shocked that you said this. Cause it's like, at first, you know, I'm, I'm the type of listener, like when it comes to music, um, especially like rap music, like I'm most times like I'm vibing to like a beat and like, yes, I'll hear lyrics and stuff. I'm used to um, hearing like very simple lyrics, like where you like, you don't necessarily need to process anything because it's so straightforward. But like every time I would hear like your album on a drive, like I would, I would hear something else that I didn't really hear before in terms of like a message and like I felt every time I listened to it, like I uncovered more depth to what you were saying. And um, so I, I'm just shocked that you said that maybe you felt you could have added more. And I'm just like, look, people like me still needed time to process, <laughs> process uh. everything that you were saying. So I feel like you had a really, really great balance with, you know, having a good message and also letting it be fun to listen to. So that's just my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe I would. Maybe I'm uh, being too hard on myself. <laughs> I think you are being too hard on yourself, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, like typically we tend to be our own biggest critics, right? So. Um... Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I I would say that like uh, this album of the albums I've released probably has like the most songs that are just like. Um, just party songs or like hype songs like that are you know yeah but even with those like there's still there will even be messages in those like yes. you know so it's not all just uh 
or sometimes like i'll do the opposite like where i'll have like an introspective song like um it's looking up that's a introspective song but it still has like punchlines in it <laughs> so yes <laughs> yeah so it's still yeah it, it's it's like the exact opposite of that where it's like some of the songs with all the punchlines actually have messages too <laughs> Yes, a lot of them. Because I was like, man, like I've been hearing all these punchlines. Like I use some of them like as like captions in like my on my social media or like on my like when I was on Patreon or I don't think I have really used them for fansly because my fansly it's it's quite different from what I used to post on Patreon. But um yeah, I yeah. definitely heard them and like they 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 stick in your head. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, go ahead. No, I, w- I, I, I just said I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> well, I, I was curious, right? Like, because you cover some of these like heavier topics. I mean, even if you don't feel you did to the depth that you could have done on this album, like for someone like me, I still felt like you did. And I That's was curious, good. yeah, to know, um, do you feel a sense of responsibility to cover certain topics such as like racism, discrimination and, and topics like that, uh, being a white rapper. Um, I, you know, like I do, I guess to an extent, I feel like, uh, it is sort of weird when like white rappers don't cover any of that stuff, even though they're in a genre that was like created by black people, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, I do think it's kind of weird to like never cover anything like that, but uh, you know, it, for the for this album, like uh, actually, my inspiration was like, so I was working with a lot of uh, immigrant kids, mm-hmm. and and I was we were uniting them with their parents, right? In like in the U.S., like they were from other countries or like their family in the U.S. I should say, not just parents. Mm-hmm. We were like re- reuniting them and. Um, that was a lot of that was part of the inspiration for bombs away was like i wrote about that experience you know so yeah so that's what it's talking about like the first verse is talking about you know like they come all around from the worst conditions yeah and yeah because that's what i was i was thinking about these kids that are like they're like you know, walking barefoot through like these really dangerous conditions and they come to America and like their feet, like they have all these like problems with their feet and stuff like infections and all that. And then like the whole journey that they have where like all kinds of like terrible things happen to them, you know, some to, to a lot of them. And, uh, and then like y- they get here and you see like some of these kids are like, they're like at their beds like praying at night to get to stay and it's like that's just it's a pretty powerful thing to see and it was one of the it was one of the few times in like the last like quite a few years (laughs) where I actually felt like some sense of patriotism where I was just like wow you know like if people go, the people that go through all that just to get to America, like, it really says a lot about, like, the opportunity that is there, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was just a, I was like, man, I, like, it's kind of funny because I actually wrote Bombs Away and it was, it didn't have any of that. Like, 
those verses, but Chamberlain said like that he was like, I think you should rap more on this song because it was actually more singing. It was literally just like that little chorus that you heard me sing. Mm-hmm. It was just that kind of like repeated. <laughs> and so then I wrote these verses and it was just like, uh, I'm glad, you know, I give him I give him credit for that because I'm glad I think it made it a, a way better song. Just like having like the verses in there. Yeah, I'm just like having a moment like when you mentioned as you were describing everything about that situation and the kids and like then I'm like trying to play this song in my head and remembering these lines and it like now for me as a listener to this song like it it now has so much more depth and and meaning to it from versus like you know before you you mentioned this new information um about the song and uh yeah it makes it just way more powerful now i feel like when i when i'll listen to it again so thank you so much for for sharing that and for me as a as an artist of course i don't sing or rapper you know i'm more of a dancer content creator type of person it's like that's what i like to delve into get into the depth of the meaning of a song or the message and and then like it will have a greater impact on the listener yeah thank you thank you so much i'm glad um you know i i guess i didn't think about that that is kind of more it's not obvious when you hear the song i was kind of writing it in a way where it was like you know where it wouldn't be i don't know a, a lot of times i like to write songs that have like meanings that you have to like uh like dig into more Mm -hmm. so yeah that was kind of I kind of thought that people would would know but at the same time it is kind of not uh, obvious huh yeah so yeah so well now you know like yeah that's that was the inspiration for that it was a very uh it was a pretty moving experience you know like honestly to witness that and there's like so much more that they went through like that you know would we could talk all day about all the stuff that they have that a lot of people go through to come here you know so Mm -hmm. it's um it's a it's it's a lot (laughs) and it's it's inspiring like a lot of these these are like teenagers going through stuff that a lot of adults have never gone through and they're very i think they're very brave honestly yeah for sure so i just thought it was it would be cool to um write something for them yeah i'm so glad you did like when you said the word moving i was like oh my god that is exactly the the experience i'm having right now i'm feeling super moved just hearing you talk about it and share your experience and your story of working with them and you know this is the type of experiences i live for you know i'm about i'm about depth i can't deal with shallow shit for too long (laughs) you know like that's okay for a little bit but you know uh i feel like uh life is just so much more meaningful when you can get deeper into things like that so i appreciated the share for sure Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's it was a very rewarding experience. And I would definitely like to do, I, I'm sure I will do more of that in the future, you know. Cool. Well, yeah. I want to go a bit back into like your music journey. And 
like I want to know what inspired you to begin making music and like when did this happen to make music it's kind of so it's kind of funny but I would say that I first got into like wanting to make music in like third grade well yeah like when I first got into it but like then I don't think I was really um Basically, what I was doing, like, I don't know, like, I don't think a lot of third graders could really write songs. So I was kind of just like, like taking existing songs and like writing new lyrics to them. (laughs) But like, but like, they weren't good, though. (laughs) Like, like it was not good. uh, I remember specifically, like, have you heard of the group Sublime? It's like Mm -hmm. a... Yeah, it was like a reggae, or, or no, I guess more ska group that was like actually from Long Beach, funny enough, which is where I live now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so it was like a, it's like a ska group that was a, uh, it like the the lead singer actually passed away, but like they got they got really popular after that, like in the nineties. Yeah, so you may have heard their stuff before, but I would like. <laughs> I remember taking one of their songs and just like rewriting it and just it just was like it didn't make the song better at all. It was just like it was it just became it was like kind of just rhyming to rhyme and it was it was kind of a story song and it just like yeah. <laughs> Actually Lana Del Rey covered that song too like later on. Uh so is it summertime? I think it's called Doing Time. I think that's actually what it's called, from what I remember. Yeah, good song, but yeah. So, and then um, I was <laughs> so in elementary. I was more into like alternative rock in elementary, right? Oh, okay. And so, like, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be in Blink One Eighty Two. Ooh, <laughs> See, when that's I was like a elementary. name I recognize. Yeah, <laughs> so like I wanted to be in that band or like a band like that, you know. Like I had a guitar, I was like learning to play guitar, and like uh, I would say what finalized like where what I wanted to do in music was like when I was in fifth grade, like the the Gorillas videos came out. Like I I used to watch um. I used to watch Toonami. Did they did did they have like Cartoon Network where you're at or no? Yes. Yeah. So they had a program called Toonami on there that was like, it was like a I guess like a sub division of Cartoon Network, and that was where they would play Dragon Ball Z and like Ooh. and Yu Yu Hakusho and all these other shows. Like I forgot what else. Outlast Star. I think Cowboy. I, I, see, I'm getting kind of confused between Toonami and Adult Swim, but I know they had like a bunch of anime on Toonami, and I thought it was cool. And then they they would randomly play music videos, and I remember one of the videos they played was that Gorillas video, Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that for the first time, I was like, "Wait, you can do this?" <laughs> I thought it was like I was like because I liked animation and cartoons, right? And so. Which is what Gorillaz is. It's like an animated band. And so, like, I see this video of, like, an animated band. And, like, the song is, like, different than any other song I've ever heard. And I just thought it was so cool. And it was, like, the first album I ever bought, like, with my own money. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, like I, I, I think I, I probably had money from like a birthday or something, and I bought the album, and I remember hearing the album, and it, and like when I first heard it, there was only like three songs that I liked. Like when I first heard the album, I was like, oh, I don't really, I don't know about this album. And Gorillas, have you heard Gorillas before? I'm sure you have, right? Yes. Have you, yeah, I'm sure you've listened to like a Gorillas album, so. When you listen to a Gorillaz album, there are so many different sounds on there, <laughs> right? Yeah. So when I'm listening to that album, I'm like, it was uh, it was just so all over the place to me, and I didn't like uh, that many of the songs. But then the more I listened, the more I was like, oh, so wait, so the more you listen to these songs, they're getting like better and better. So that can happen with music, and it was really just an experience for me where I was like, wow, that's crazy, like to to have like a song you make where like the first time people hear it they might be like i don't know but then like they end up like loving the song in the end (laughs) yeah so listening to that it i don't know because i was already into like different genres Mm -hmm. but then like hearing how like the collaborators on the on that album like put it all together i just thought it was really cool and like i wanted to do stuff like that you know (laughs) cool because like that was gonna be my my next question in terms of like like what like what attracted you to rap music or why did you choose you know that genre because at first you mentioned that you were into like alternative and rock and wanting to be like and blink 182 things like that so like you know what there was a shift yeah how did that happen yeah, so that's sort that's how it started to happen. And then do you remember the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games? Games. I mean, I I remember hearing of Tony Hawk, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had, <laughs> So they had video games, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for like uh-huh. PlayStation, right? Okay. And and so they had like the the rapper on that gorilla song was this guy Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. And um I I was playing the Tony Hawk games and they had his songs on there. And I was like, what? I was like, wait, I like these songs too. So then I started looking into his stuff and then, you know, he was Ice Cube's cousin. So then I started, I was like, oh yeah, Ice Cube. So then I started listening to Ice Cube and it just kept branching out (laughs) more and more. And then eventually like I was buying like old albums and like listening to them and just kind of getting inspired and uh yeah that was that was how that started i think it was like that gorilla dome and tony hawk's pro skater 3 came out like around the same time and they both had like dell on them who's from hieroglyphics and so when i heard him i was like wow this guy has like a really unique style and I still think uh, w- one of the albums that he made, I still think is like one of the best albums ever. You know, it's called Deltron 3030. And it's it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of wild because they made it before everything that's going on now, but it's it kind of like predicts the future and stuff. Mm. So it's a really interesting album. And then, yeah, it, uh it definitely inspired me too because he used like this high vocabulary that was just like you know that you don't usually hear in any music really but it was just uh that that made me like i think that was part of why i got an english degree to like improve my vocabulary and all that Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
cool. it all kind of yeah, it all kind of came together, and <laughs> it was fun. That's good. I mean, because I like I'm I'm reflecting on on when you said. I mean, of course, you're you were still being very hard on yourself when you're like, okay, you were writing like music in third grade, <laughs> but it wasn't good. Like, come on, it's third grade. Like, do you expect yeah. it to be great? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to know, like, okay, well, how did you develop your rapping skills? Like, did someone teach you? Did you learn on your own? Did you find that as you practiced your writing and what's not like you developed more, you, like you had a knack for it? Like, how did that work out? Okay. So, well, one thing is, like, I thought a lot of the rap coming out was was terrible <laughs> a lot of like the the stuff coming out i just thought it was like it was the, the, like the lyrics were bad and like there wasn't really emphasis on lyrics and honestly that's kind of continued d into now <laughs> you know but i remember back then it was like and no disrespect to them because i like i, I like now i was like kind of a dumb kid that like saw music one way so at the time I was like all these like these like Lil John and the East Side Boys stuff oh all this God. stuff is like it's very simplistic you know and like yeah. <laughs> and repetitive and now looking back I'm like oh you know what you need music like that that's party music that's exactly. like exactly you know. don't but be hitting the on them man I was I was like dancing up in the club with that <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah and, and and I and I liked it too but there was just a lot of stuff like that they weren't even bad by comparison because they had good beats and stuff like yeah. you know there wasn't a lot going on with the lyrics but like you don't have to have every song be like super deep lyrically you know like there's no th that would actually get boring if every if all the songs are like that yeah. so you you need but there was like a lot of stuff like that at that time, like that was copying their sound. So it's not even Lil John as much as it is like all the other people that copied that sound that were just that didn't do it as well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of made me like, well, I could do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that kind of got me started on like on trying to do that. But then honestly, like a big turning point for me was uh so the, I've, I mentioned hieroglyphics, you know, and that's been an ins inspirational group. But there was like a there was a song that one of them had. His name was Casual. He had a song called Styles where he literally he rapped like all these different styles. And he showed like in the song, if you listen to it, it'll actually teach you like how to rap, <laughs> which is like, yeah, so. Like, I honestly didn't even know about, like, multi-syllable rhymes. So when I was first writing, I was just writing simple, like, one-syllable stuff, you know? And then that song, I was like, oh. And then I think I went kind of overboard, because I remember at one point I wrote, like, a song where every line rhymed, like, all nine syllables of the line <laughs> rhymed in it. and. Whoa. And it got to a point where it was just like, okay, yeah, it sounds cool, but you're not really saying anything. So, <laughs> so now, like, yeah, if you listen to Chamber Zero, there's a lot of like crazy rhyme schemes on there where it'd be like three, four, five syllable rhymes, mm -hmm. you know, or even more than that, depending on the song. But yeah, so I would say that was a turning point where I was like, oh, yeah, there is like this whole other, like, because a lot of times, 
a lot of these like the the top rappers ever right that people always talk about they have these rhyme schemes like that and the average listener doesn't even know but they know that they they know that they like how it sounds right like yeah because it makes it it actually makes it sound better when you do that like when you when it's rhyming more even even though it can be like a subconscious thing for people where they they don't even realize that it's rhyming that much Mm-hmm. it's still like um it's like a subconscious thing where where they they like how it sounds because it makes the song flow better when it rhymes more like that yeah that's yeah. so cool <laughs> i mean i will <laughs> always admire you know skills that just seem so beyond me and you know songwriting rapping and all of those things like yeah in my mind i'm just like yep that is to be respected because I can't do that shit. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> well, I can't do this. I can't do the stuff you do. I'm not. I'm not that flexible. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn though. You can train yourself. <laughs> and I, well, I could say the same. You can learn lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. That is actually something that you can get better at is lyrics. Just like flexibility, they're kind of similar. I think. Yeah, because that was going to be the other thing. Like when you, what, as I was um, thinking about your response to the question of, um, you know, how you honed your skills. Like, uh, I remember in one of your videos on Instagram where you explained, I think for the first time, that you uh, write, like, you write a song every day and you've been doing that for, I don't know, for a couple years or something like that. So, would you say that also helps you with the quality of what you produce musically? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's so interesting because there are I have like some down days, but they're still not it it's still not bad. You know what I mean? Actually yesterday I kind of had a down day <laughs> when I wrote. I didn't feel like the song was that great. But then the day before that, the song was like, Whoa, this is crazy. So it is good to stay sharp like that. And it's kind of funny because now I feel like I programmed my mind to where like all day I'm just thinking of stuff that rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally what, how I'm going through the day. Just like <laughs> thinking of things that rhyme. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. amazing. I just think like to have that level of, of uh, spark going on with creativity in your brain. It's like... I mean, I can. The closest thing I can relate to is uh, is with dance. Um, like today, like I did not expect to have certain little breakthrough moments with this choreography that I'm gonna perform tomorrow live online twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there were just certain things that came to me that I just feel is just gonna add a bit more dynamic uh, elements to the performance, and I was like, yes, like this is it. So like. I'm just making like a parallel to like what's going on with your brain in terms of the rhyme schemes and everything all day that you're thinking about. And I just think it's it's really cool to have the brain like be fired up in that way. Yeah, I think so. It's really, you know, and and I admire your dancing and your, you know, your yoga and all that. Like, I think that's something that I'm not on your level with. So... <laughs> especially (laughs) yoga i can dance pretty well i can't dance like you but like the yoga i'm like nowhere near (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i I give you i give you credit (laughs) for that (laughs) thank you thank you so much um 
and yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're coming down towards like the end of, of this amazing conversation, but I do want to, I mean, I know a little bit of insight behind like your stage name, Zero Grav, but for those who might be, who might listen to this after I share the recording, like what was the inspiration or reason behind that name? Can you share that? Oh yeah. So it was basically, so actually let me start there. So if, when I first started making music, <laughs> well, I went through, I guess, a couple, I kind of did a couple names. Not really, though. I don't think I released anything under some of those names. One of the names I remember I was messing around with was like Zach Frost, but I never actually like did anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> but like I used to go by Chaos and I had an album called Zen After Chaos, like Z-A-K. And it was like, you know, spelling my name, but it was kind of like this philosophy of um, like, you have to go through hard times to really appreciate the good times. Yeah. And it was an album I made as a teenager. I think it came out when I was 18, this little project that I did. And like now I'm sure if you listen to it, like it's not mixed well (laughs) and like, it's not a, uh, you know, like a lot of it, there's problems with a lot of what was going on there, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but like the lyrics were good. So I had that going, but the thing, uh, like with, so with doing, um, with that album, like there was a Zen side and a chaos side, like the album, the first half of it was chaos. It was just all the negative aspects of life. And then the second aspect was all the positive aspect or the second half was all the positive aspects. And so like I was chaos and then I made an album called exorcism and it was basically about exercising like the negative uh, energy from yourself. Like, mm-hmm. so, so basically on that album, I killed chaos <laughs> Like at the end of the album. He dies. So, to be honest, like all of my albums combined tell like a story that's like still going on. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's kind of like transcending into like the best version of yourself. So like now I you know, I call myself Zenny. I mentioned Zen a lot. So basically the chaos died and the Zen it re- it was replaced with Zen. And so Zero Grav is equivalent to Zen because it's about what it is, is it's, it's about living life free from things weighing you down, like all the obstacles in life, all the baggage, like it's about living life free of that and being able to ascend to the highest version of yourself. Amazing. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love the story. Like, yes, that makes sense. Because, yeah, I feel like that's how we should aim to live life in a way that um, where we're we're not limiting ourselves. We're not holding on to uh, self-limiting beliefs or patterns of thought and thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad. I, I'm glad you get it. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Now, I'm excited for this part because this part should be a little bit of entertaining, a little bit of entertainment. Um, yeah, I want to like know if you are willing, ready, or prepared to give us a sample.
sample. Give me a sample. I won't be able to be at your concert, you know, this <laughs> this Saturday. So, yeah, something from, like, what you plan on performing. Like, can you give, like, a little teaser or something like that? Okay, yeah. Let me see. Let me see. What 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 should I do? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Whatever whatever is going to work in this moment. Okay, I think I might maybe I'll do one from one that I might possibly perform that okay. you might you, that you might not have heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'll do some of that. <laughs> All right. The floor okay. is yours. Okay. So, <clears throat> it was called Oasis. So, I'll see. There's a pretty good chance I'll do that song if everything works out. <laughs> okay. So, it's been a while since I seen Alinga. She the girl from Ipanema slash Iwo Jima. She just mean a lot to me, but me, I'm Wiener. Dick is dick, she gets a pick. I glimpse her from a distance. This chick's equip her shit's legit. She pimping on a mission. Oh, hey, sis, I see you getting paid quick. Her head, that shit is lake thick. Just like a hip swamp pipe and dip like Mario. I'm trying to wipe her that spiciness. I like that shit. The way she talks is kind of fire. I'm liking how nothing was so conventional. Her favorite color, I just know, is indigo. Oh, hey, sis, you shapeshift. Still grace that you drape with. Not basic. You take it where angels adjacent. Oh, hey, sis, you shapeshift. Still grace that you drape with. Not basic. You take it where angels adjacent. <laughs> oh, I like it. Thank you. It's a cool song. It kind of has like a... It is a cool song. I want to hear it now, like the actual song. Which album is that on? <laughs> you, you know what? That one's like only on SoundCloud right now because the, the album is... So I could send you the link though, yeah. Yeah, because that was going to be my other thing. Like how can people or how or where can people access your music if like they want to listen to you? pretty much everywhere <laughs> like uh <laughs> you know you can find it on um like spotify apple music title if you canceled spotify like people did <laughs> <recently>. <laughs> you can still find it on the other sources <laughs> right so that's important to mention <laughs> So yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I kind of get that because Spotify actually does pay like worse than I think any other. It's worse than YouTube even, and YouTube is what? bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, but but honestly, wherever you want to listen to, it, I would say personally, like the money doesn't matter to me, but it does sound better on like title and Apple Music. I would say like the sound quality is just better because they have like high fidelity, which I don't think Spotify has. Mm -hmm. and just note like i know i actually have not heard this new album on spotify so for all i know it oh. sounds like <laughs> like i've heard it on um i have apple music so i've heard it on there and it sounds good on there but i don't know what it sounds like on spotify <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so yeah okay. so you can find me i have a pretty big catalog at this point you know and there's some stuff on soundcloud you can probably randomly find <laughs> okay well yeah i'll be looking forward to that link so i want to hear the whole song now yeah it's cool i think you'll like it like it has a cool beat it has like a kind of like a reggae type of beat sort of okay. <laughs> yeah so i'll show i'll send it to you all right and um 
So that was okay. So that's like a song that was you know written and everything. Uh, are you able to like do a freestyle? <laughs> I mean, if if you want me to, I would love to. I've never heard you freestyle. Okay, yeah, I think we could do that. Yay! The floor is yours. Okay, let's see. We're taking it into new dimensions. Cutting right through the tension. This is what I do with sentences. This is your replenishments. And not a penny spent. You can earn this. It's just food for thought. I know that you're used to getting screwed a lot. But we got it. We're busting through the top. And the last thing we'll do is stop. <laughs> you already know how we neutralize. All those who try to brutalize. And we're not new to lies. But we cut through them. It's new surprises. And we're too adjacent to everything that's blazing. Amazement. Everything's sacred. We're taking it in new directions. Giving all you protection from everything that could potentially harm. Keeping all our enemies farmed out to distant locations. So keep this in rotation. <laughs> there you go. That's a little bit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just, I, it's like, like freestyle to me, like freestyle rap is like equivalent to like freestyle dancing. And like, for me, I always felt like I wasn't, um, like I'm not as good of a freestyle dancer versus like when I have something choreographed either by me or someone else and I, and I, I, I perform. But I realized that that's not necessarily true for me. Because, like, I could really freestyle um, my dancing and do it really well, depending on, like, the music that I am given or, like, the mood that I'm in. So, you know, like, I'm basically learning to, like, not be, like, as hard on myself in terms of how I view myself as a dancer for freestyle. So I don't know if it's the same for you in terms of like, do you feel you have like one is stronger than the other or like one, you prefer one over the other or like they're the same for you? I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Well, I think um, like, I think everybody's better at writing than freestyle in terms of just because you have more time to think it out and all that. Mm -hmm. But like. I mean, I think my freestyle, my freestyle, freestyle skills are are pretty high. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like they, I can make stuff that sounds like I wrote it, you know. So, ah. but I w w one thing though is I I would say actually when I like my flow when I freestyle it can actually be better because it's more spontaneous and it's more just feeling in the moment so yeah. sometimes like that can actually be bet that aspect can be better in a way <laughs> and you know what just came to my mind like in terms of okay like i just thought you know like you freestyle just now like no beat right like you were just going but obviously yeah. like if you had like a beat like that would like influence like what you say and like your flow and everything right like if i if i yeah. have like a music too like i mean i could just like move my body and like dance to like nothing but what would really shape something even better is if i had some type of music to freestyle to so like that is it like the same for, for you like as a rapper yeah definitely you know it could either make it 
better or worse? Because, <laughs> like, if, if you're feeling the beat, then it could make it better. Or, you know, like, right. some beats are better to freestyle to than others. If you're yeah. freestyling, you probably don't want something that's, like, changing up a lot. <laughs> you ah, know? Right. Like, you, you probably want something that's... And I would say you want something where the drums aren't, like, too complex, mm-hmm. you know? Because it makes it harder to freestyle if there's, like, a bunch of drums going on that you have to try to hit. <laughs> ah, so, I would say, sense. like, simple beats that are probably mid-range to slow pace are good for that. <laughs> okay. That you know, you, you, you probably don't want something fast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that Yeah, that would be harder to freestyle, too, for sure, even, like, as a dancer. But, again, I ask because some people... Um, like I feel like some, uh, maybe they're not necessarily like musicians, but some people out there like that. That's what they do. Like they just freestyle rap. Like they don't write anything. You know, they do, like I feel like who was it? Like Pitbull. I feel if I remember his story correctly, like he started out just doing freestyle, and like then they were like, hey, you're not gonna make money off of just freestyling. Like you gotta write shit and like do stuff. So. Yeah, I, I think he used to, like, not make party songs, which is kind of funny thinking about now, because that's, like, pretty much what he does now, right? Yeah. <laughs> he used to make, I heard he used to make, like, more, like, underground hardcore rap type stuff, which is kind of funny to think of now, because this, you know, what he actually got big for was, like, all these party songs. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard that, too, that he used to be, like, more of, like, a... I, I, I guess almost what they would call like a backpack artist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one I've of heard those. Of that like, term. Yeah, they they use that to refer to like underground rappers usually, you know. Like mm. I heard that he had more of that type of style, but now he's like he definitely has more of like a pop sound now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it I mean it worked out for him though. Like Yeah. <laughs> he, he had Shit. you know. He's been doing a lot with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like I'm remembering some line where he's talking about how he's like making millions and blah, blah, blah. Of course, I'm like, okay. Yeah, dude, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Pitbull. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, I'm going a little bit over and I know like you still have like your day ahead of you. So I don't want to take too much more of your time. But just can you repeat like the details of the Smokefest LA event again for anyone who might have who will make it to this part of, of this recording? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, th- well, first, thank you for having me. And also, I like for the event, it's gonna be it's like nine to midnight is what it's scheduled for. It's gonna be a few artists I know. C Note is one of them, I'm one of them, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it's supposed to be twenty dollars. I'm seeing if I could get some of my crew in there. Hopefully, they can come for free. Just some of the we had a photographer that wanted to come and stuff like that, so they shouldn't have a problem with that. But we'll see. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's it's you don't have to have like a vax card or a negative test. You just have to have a mask. So that's the only real requirement. <laughs> All right. And location again? It's in LA. Um, It's called Skiptown Playhouse. It is, uh, I I think it's near Melrose. It's like kind of in that area. So yeah, if anyone's familiar with the area. (laughs) But if you look that up, you'll find the address, the name. 
Okay. And how yeah. can people like purchase tickets if they want to go to this event? Oh, there's like if you look up Smoke Fest LA, there's there's tickets on Eventbrite. Um, I I have like if, you can contact me too if you need more info. So okay. yeah. <laughs> and since you mentioned contact, um, is that like through social media? Like you know you can share your your handles. Oh yeah, yeah. So you could contact me at Life in Zero Gravity, like the number zero, and yeah, contact me if you need more information. That's on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yes, yeah. is your and yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok too, actually. But that's probably not the <laughs> TikTok. I don't think lets you message people unless they follow you or something, right? So probably uh, Instagram is the best bet. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, thank you so much for being my first guest. Thank you. I apologize for going a little bit over. I no, I you're fine. Too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate totally the conversation fine. so much. Yeah. Thank you're you. Total, yeah, you're totally fine. You don't need to apologize. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I would go long. You know, I would go longer. T- but I'm glad that for the time we had, and I'm sure we can talk again sometime <laughs> for sure yeah because i know you got something else coming up later in the year and i already thought about him like okay i'd like to have you on again that would be great yeah and and i and i could have you on my platforms as well <laughs> <laughs> sure of course thank you have a blessed you. day you too bye bye So that is it. That wraps up the end of the, my first Twitter space with the amazing Zerograv. Um, I am just feeling so high right now from this conversation. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm feeling like super glad that this is just audio because if you saw my expressions and my body language, it would probably completely throw you off just because I was so excited. Like, acting sort of like a kid. <laughs> um, so I'm super, I could see like why audio is super popular. Um, but I'm very grateful. And um, thank you to, to those who did. I think I had like one person who stayed on for a very long time. Thank you. Uh, I was hoping that maybe there would be time for for people to, to, uh, to ask questions. But hey, I did not realize that my 21 questions or pointers would have actually taken up more than the hour. <laughs> so I see now that I, because my, I was initially concerned that I would not have as much content, you know, to make up an hour of conversation with him. But I see that that is actually not a problem. <laughs> so next time I am definitely look, I love the Twitter space thing. I'm going to share this and I'll be lining up some more interviews probably in the next coming weeks. Okay. Because this is something I want to continue for sure. So thank you all for tuning in. Hope you get to listen to the replay afterwards. And enjoy the rest of your time wherever you are. Thank you for supporting New Dimensions. Bye.
KZRO Sports. So, it was one of the biggest clashes in British boxing history. It was Glass Joe versus Glass Joe. Amir Khan versus Kell Brook. In Britain, naturally. <laughs> so, <laughs> this was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I didn't see the fight live. I only saw the highlights, to be honest. Uh, there's no controversy or anything, so I feel like I could talk about it. Amir Khan and Kelbrook, two recent victims of Terrence Crawford. Squared off against each other. And both are big stars in Britain. Britain loves boxing. Right? So this was a big fight in Britain. And Kelbrook came out victorious. I saw accounts that it was a beating. It looked like Kelbrook was in control and winning the fight. But it looked like Khan was competitive in most of the rounds. It wasn't... I don't think it was quite what people said. Like... Say he just beat him down, like yeah, he 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 rocked him a few times and he stopped him, but he didn't knock Khan down, you know. And honestly, like I don't know if you, I don't know if you call it a beating. He he won the fight, you know. He got the TKO. I guess you could call it a beating because it ended in the sixth round. But I no, I'm not taking away from Kell Brook's performance. I mean, both guys are past their best at this point, so I think both of them should probably strongly consider retirement. Especially, weirdly enough, especially Brook. Like, why not go out on a big win like that? You know, beating a guy that's been... They've been rivals for a long time. They've talked a lot of shit about each other, and both of them have had this air of, like, superiority when discussing the other. And Kell Brook ended up being the better man on the night. And honestly, I think he probably wins that fight a lot against Khan. Because I don't... Khan is just always going to be suspect with the chin. And yeah, Kell Brook's face is pretty breakable. <laughs> you know, ask Gennady Golovkin or Errol Spence. You know, he's he has like glass orbitals. And anyone else notice like Kell Brook's eyes don't look right now. Like you could tell... That his orbitals have been broken. Like his face. He, so he should probably hang him up. Because that's dangerous. You don't want to lose your vision. And if you've had two broken orbitals. I think each one is broken. Unless I'm mistaken. I believe like both of them are broken. I know he's broken his orbital twice. <laughs> I can say that. So that's rough man. And it made... It made sense with Golovkin because it's like that guy hits so hard and he's he was so much bigger than Brooke. At least, uh, at least like naturally he was bigger. I mean, Brooke was always a really big welterweight, and even this fight, I believe, was at one forty nine. You know, so even this fight, or at least Brooke came in at one forty. I didn't follow the fight that much to be honest. I haven't followed fights that much recently. Kind of sad. I used to have more of a passion for it, but haven't covered him. Um. I would also like to say, reflecting on the Rams' Super Bowl win, I still do think that that was, <laughs> you know, after going down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole, I do think the Niners were robbed against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Like, I saw videos about it, and I'm like, damn, I forgot. I knew live that that was bad, but then watching it again, it was like, damn, that's bad. 
that was that was horrendous work by the officials in that final frame. God damn. So I don't know. I think I think that uh, the NFL has, you know, and I think other sports as well. To be fair, other sports organizations they have a preferred winner going in. They have somebody preferred who they think will do better business. Now you tell me, who's going to do better business between Los Angeles and Cincinnati? Especially in a Los Angeles Super Bowl, one that's hosted in Los Angeles. Who do you think would do better business in that? Who do you think would be better for business? So there's always an angle to it. And I, I don't know. I'm sure Rams fans hate my take. I'm not really, I'm not mad that they won. I just, I kind of just knew going in that there was going to be some bullshit. I just had a feeling because the Rams have had some questionable wins over the years. They had one of the worst calls in recent memory go their way, which was, was it Nickel Roby Coleman? And that, <laughs> that hit that he had that wasn't called for pass interference. Somehow that was allowed and you know Rams fans joked about it they interviewed him and he put he said he put him he put his ass on a Waffle House frying pan and all this shit and like had a good time and then they went into the Super Bowl and fucking laid an egg only scored three points so some of these fair weather Rams fans are pretty fucking annoying <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like it's funny to see, like, the Rams fans come out of the woodwork now. And it's like, you motherfucker, you know your ass was a Raiders fan last week. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> come on now. Like, you're not believable. <laughs> like, you were a Cowboys fan probably up until they lost in the first round of the Niners. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> you know who you are. I see I see a lot of these people like this and it's just kind of funny cuz it's like we know the truth. We know like honestly <laughs> you a lot of people are opportunistic with who they root for. They root for the winners. They root for winning teams. Why does Green Bay have so many fans when the population of that city is like 30,000 or some shit like that? Hmm. Why would that be? Anyone outside of Wisconsin? There are plenty of other teams around that area. You know, you got the Bears, the Lions, you know, you got the Browns, you got the Bengals. Why are there so many Packers fans? Could it be because they win and they win more often than those other teams? Hmm. That seems to be the case. Everyone likes a winner, right? <laughs> it's just funny because that that's the example I always point to. Is like, you know damn well that you're not a fan based on them being in your city. Which is normally why people are fans of things. Not even, like, Wisconsin itself is one of the... It's it's not doesn't have a huge population, you know, compared to other states. So, <laughs> it's always just a funny thing to me. And really, like, is there anything about that logo and that color scheme that makes somebody a fan? Oh, a, a G for Green Bay. Real original. Packers. Whoa, I want to be a Packer. 
that that stirs up passions in me you know is that is that that's just not a fucking thing let's just call it what it is you like them because they fucking win there's no other reason you're not rooting for them because they're green and yellow like the <laughs> uh, sports fans are just funny to me well fair weather sports fans are funny to me you know that's those are the ones that are funny to me so it's like come on now <laughs> packers fans See Packers fans in California. That shit's just funny. I mean, technically, we have people from all other states. We're, we're I'm sure that we're the most like diverse state in terms of other countries coming here, other states coming here. So I'm sure we are, but at the same time, it's like, come on now, you, you motherfuckers didn't come from Wisconsin. <laughs> Some of them did, but the majority of the Packers fans you see have never even been to Wisconsin. That's always a weird thing to me, too. If you've never, like, actually been to the place, even the same state as where your team plays, could you really be a fan, you know? Like, if you have no tie to that area geographically, could you really be a fan? How? What makes you a fan of that team, you know? I understand, like, maybe you have favorite players that go there, you kind of root for them. I get that. Other than that, it's like, you literally are just rooting for them because they win. And and I'm tired of us pretending that that's not the case. There's a lot of bandwagoners out there. There's a lot of ramwagoners out there after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I have to say, it was a conflicting feeling, because it's cool. Like, I'm happy for the city of L.A. It's kind of cool that L.A. is becoming, like the sports dynasty lately with the Lakers and Dodgers winning in 2020. Now the Rams winning in 2022. And I mean, you know, the Rams in position to win more Super Bowls. The Dodgers definitely still in position to win more world series Lakers. I think they're going to get another one down the line. Maybe, maybe this year you can't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out at all because all it takes is getting hot at the right time. And with the talent they have, they can get hot at the right time. So I would not be surprised. Especially like I think this all-star break will help them out. So of course the all-star game tonight, I'm not going to, I don't normally like I will wait to do the sports until like the, all the events pass. Does anyone really care about the all-star game? I didn't watch the dunk contest. I heard it was bad. There's a video of Kareem <laughs> leaving the contest early. <laughs> so like <laughs> I um I'm not gonna watch the shit. I'm not gonna watch the I don't care about the All Star game. You know, like it's gotten better in recent years, I'll say that. Like it's been more watchable. But I'm just not I'm not like somebody that like really wants to sit there and dedicate hours to a game where I don't feel like everyone's really trying it and it doesn't really mean anything you know that's just me though but anyway that pretty much wraps up the sports for the weekend be back next week with more sports
And now let us read from the book of grass. <coughs> let me clear my. <coughs> you can't kill my credibility. I won't ever let a killer G. I'm too raw and way too honest. For everything that you fly, miss. None of you ever try to be. All that's that pattern ain't fly to see. You know what I do with all the shame. I'm not really gunning for the Hall of Fame. But I don't care about statistics. I make all the ladies shout for this dick. <laughs> that's my only stat that matters. <laughs> I'm far from a rat, but I rat tat tatter. <laughs> Folding up foldings phenomenally. <laughs> Off another dominant spree. This is where all the commas went, G. I'm so kind, I just bomb them gently. <laughs> so don't try me. I be way too strivesy. I'm not pricey, but way too blessed. If you try me, don't even try me. Clever shine, I shine like. Pepperdine, if you ain't down for me, then never mind. Mm -mm. So don't try me. I be way too stressed. I'm so pricey, but the pay's too blessed. If you ain't down for me, then never mind. Clever mind, I shine like Pepperdine. <laughs> all right man thank you for listening to everyone out there i appreciate it massively you know it's been great um getting to talk to everybody i hope you're enjoying the show i enjoyed talking to airbender shout out to airbender it's a great um experience honestly I've never been interviewed. <laughs> or I guess, no, I shouldn't say I've never been. I've, it's not that I've never been interviewed. I've never been interviewed on Life in Zero Gravity. So let me clarify. <laughs> so I appreciate you. And it was fun. And thank you for having me on. And I wish you much success. I wish everyone much success. I want you all to live your dreams. And I'm just saying that as like this cliche, like... Hey, look, this would be a good thing to say. I really do wish that. I want everyone to be happy, you know? I appreciate you. And, yeah, man. I, like, it took me a long time to get to a point where I felt like I'm living my dreams. I'm finally at that point in my life. And it's not, you know, it's the beginning of living my dreams. It feels like I'm hitting that beginning part. We're not peaking yet. Far from that. It's coming, though. I can feel it. And it feels stronger than ever. Pause. <laughs> oh my god. I I totally didn't even like mean to say any of that. And it just sounded so wrong as it went along. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed that. I, I think that's a good way to go out. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Chill, relax to the sounds of the zero grab. One time, 
for your mind This is just a sample of what I can do Baby girl, I really wanna vibe with you This should be the theme that we're riding to I like it, ooh, let me vibe with you I want a girl like you with a mind on her dreams Want a girl who grind, not just grind on my peen I'm so ambitious and I love that in women Got a sweet spot for black and Latin women Senorita, let me show you some things I make sure you feel sexy, holding supreme Others stressing you ain't even a lesson too They so basic, they can't be blessing you They uh-uh. hit with a trance, trying to get in your pants uh-huh. They just trying to fucking with the romance Girl, you better get a grown man Go scan, don't play the low hand Get paid in slow jam You play the role man, but make your dough end Don't mind these little boys who fake to hold hands You know what you want, and I know that too And that's why I come so vital at you This is just a sample of what I can do Baby girl, I really wanna vibe with you This should be the theme that we're riding to I like it, ooh, let me vibe with you I said, this is just a sample of what I can do Baby girl, I really wanna vibe with you This should be the theme that we're riding to I like it, ooh, let me vibe with you Yeah, let me see that drop real quick doesn't have to be as difficult as you make it, girl. I swear there's no real men left, but I'm right here. I swear. Just hold still. Let me show you, girl. I've been aching for someone like you. How long it's taken this endless cycle? Cause you ain't ready. Fear grips your soul. I'm sitting, hoping it slips the hole. But I know that it's really difficult with no yak to drink and no spliff to roll. I still miss you though. I still hope that you think about me. Our relationship's sinking proudly, but I got so much I can offer you. I'll lift you to such a lofty view where our minds eyes cut through the haze. You stare at me, I stare at you for days. Stare at you for days. You for days. Stare at you for days. Stare at you for days. This is just a sample of what I can do Baby girl, I really wanna vibe with you This should be our theme that we're riding to I like it, ooh, let me vibe with you Well, let me vibe with you, let me vibe with you Well, let me vibe with you, let me vibe with you Let me vibe with you Wait, hold on, is this a sampled beat? Is this a sample? I think I just creamed my jeans Oh my god, I creamed my jeans That's You got a sample? I'm glad you like it. Hopefully she likes it.